A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Let's get to it. It is a brand new episode of Swiftish, episode 25, and we're back. We're excited to be here. It's been two weeks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. Hi, Shelby. I've missed you. <laughs> I know. I mean, we had our cats episode, which was a lot of fun. I think yes. we got some shade for focusing on how bad it was, but honestly, that movie was just a delightful train wreck. <laughs> It was, and I think so that, no shame. and I think that Taylor knows it too, because she yeah. went from <laughs> promoting it like wildfire to just kind of like yeah. stepping back and not really even addressing <laughs> the situation. Um, yeah, was the hate from the people who are diehard Taylor Swift fans? I wouldn't even call it hate. I just think there are a few passing comments and to each their own, you know. I think that was just a fun uh, change of pace for us. It Obviously, we um, have a a back and forth with my other podcast host, Matt Matt Huff. Mm -hmm. And so he came over from P.S. You're Wrong, where we usually talk about movies, to talk about the Taylor Swift movie of the year, Cat. So... Um, just a different taste. I did get a message on Instagram <laughs> that said, and it wasn't hate towards him at all. They said that it was the funniest episode that we've ever done, and they were <laughs> LOLing the whole whole time through. So I don't know. Oh maybe he should become the third uh, co-host to this, and he can just yeah. even out our 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 swiftiness. You know, he's like, wait, exactly. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you find yourself wishing you had more podcasts to listen to after finishing up Swiftish for the week, you can always check out P.S. You're Wrong for more of Matt's um, unique views on the world. (laughs) Because you guys even talk about, like, you know, it's not a Taylor Swift podcast, but you guys cover because Taylor's such a relevant pop icon. You cover a lot of Taylor things. And Matt's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) You can't help yourself. Matt's hilarious. If you want to even just have a good content in your life uh shelby runs their instagram account and it is hilarious <laughs> it's a lot of um yes. photoshopping their heads onto uh, <laughs> posters for movies and it is yeah. the best thing you guys you need it in your life go to you their guys. instagram account p.s you're wrong even if you're not listening to the podcast i advise you do but at least follow that yeah. Instagram account. It is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's got to be seen to be believed. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of my free time goes towards photoshopping. <laughs> it's great. She is. She needs to teach a class, especially to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll get that on our IGTV. Yeah. Oh, you should. You should. Um, it is a new year, and we're officially covering a new Taylor Swift track. So we went from Cats. We're back to covering you know, a a song this year, like Shelby said, Cornelia Street. But before we get into that, we do have a few new reviews. We want to, you know, shout out our listeners. When I was typing these up, I was like, are we just, you know, like patting our own selves on our shoulder? Do people enjoy these reviews? I enjoy them. (laughs) I think people enjoy them. If you don't like them, let us know. We don't want to be like, oh, we're the best Taylor Swift podcast out there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that being said, two of our reviews, these people were obsessed 
with us and I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> um, one said, it's an amazing podcast. I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift and adore her every song. I love how you guys discuss all of them. And that was Abigail. So Abby, thank you. We really yes. love you and adore you. And we're kind of obsessed with Taylor Swift and all of her songs. And podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, the other one says, I love Swiftish. It makes me feel much better as a mid-20s girl who loves Taylor Swift. They have the best insight. <laughs> And it's such a fun listen. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Thank you think, to the people. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should be ashamed of being a Swifty, whether you're a tween, uh, mid-20s, soon to be mid-30s, or any <laughs> any other age. I think it's I think it's great. I think Taylor Swift really represents what we should all be thriving to be like. So yes girl yeah Yeah. new year's resolution be more like taylor swift Uh, Um, yeah do you have (laughs) is that your new year's resolution to be like taylor (laughs) yeah that's just a simple to the point yes rule everything um yeah you know this year i haven't thought about new year's resolutions i guess which is probably in bad taste for me but i don't know i mean i mean i don't do you have one i think that Shelby, you're always like trying to be better and trying like you're progressively like you like (laughs) when I when I read your blog when I read your post you're always trying to be a better person so I think that throughout the year you have resolutions they're just not because it's beginning of the year stop oh my gosh you guys I love Shelby she's kind of like everything I want to be and I'm like oh I need to be a better person I need to be concerned more about what's going on in the world what's going on just like politically even just with you know just I don't know you shared a post recently about trying not to um you know produce so much waste and I was like I'm that person who I'm like I, and it's, it kind of directly ties to Taylor Swift too, um, not in a oh. bad way, but like the like new merch will come up, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I need that, and do I need it? Like, yeah, like am I just Ta- doing Taylor something- Nation says you do? Yeah, I know, I know. Like, am I doing something frivolously? Is it just because like, oh, am I collecting all this stuff? Like, am I aware of what it's doing to the environment? You know, so yeah. you definitely are a shining star there. Um, oh, wow. Well, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> One of my New Year's resolutions is to be um, nicer to myself, nicer to, mm. you know, I'm, I'm I'm always wondering what people are thinking about me, which is kind of self-centered. Like, I'm sure no one's looking at me and like judging oh, me no. because I'm just a, I'm not, I'm a nobody and that's not in the, in the worst way, but you know. I, I need to be self – stop being self-centered and thinking like, oh, what are people thinking of me? What are they judging me? Um, I need to be nicer to myself. I need to accept my flaws. One thing that – and I've said this a million times that Taylor Swift said in her, you know, 30 lessons was like accept my body, um, mm. you know, just embrace myself, you know, just be healthy, have like that healthy mindset of, you know, right. it's it's okay if you have – if you know, if you have a little more – excess than you'd like you know I think it's all about being healthy and loving yourself but that's my new year's resolution lessons yeah Yeah, see be more like Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) it all comes back to um speaking of Taylor uh we had a lot of I I think we had a lot of Taylor in our life this past two weeks compared to the past (laughs) month before that yeah 
Yeah, for yeah. sure. We had her at the Golden Globes. Ah. Oh, yes. A big yeah. moment. I mean, the first photo of her was her sneaking in the back. So everyone was worried she wouldn't do the red carpet. But she oh. did. She looked she looked good. What did you think? She had a little bit of a sunburn. Yeah, well, that's because <laughs> she was hiding out from everybody in the Maldives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sounds like a dream i know I so she wasn't more like taylor so, so i know let's I, i've always wanted to go to the maldives and you guys the maldives <laughs> yeah. i someone said in 20 years the maldives won't even be around so oh, well, that's depressing like, <laughs> the water is rising so i don't know if it's 20 years it could be 50 years i don't know so if you want to be more like taylor go to the maldives right now um <laughs> get there now yeah get there now but so she wasn't like her life wasn't a falling falling apart she was in the Maldives. Yeah. Is that what we're yes. taking from the tea of last week? Yeah, someone, yeah. So she was missing in action most of Christmas through New Year's. But it came out in like an Instagram post of a of a singer who was down mm-hmm. in the Maldives for New Year's Eve performances that he performed. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor Swift showed up during one of his performances. And she she had a whole gaggle of friends, he said, but he only recognized Abigail um or he only wanted to address that it was abigail there and she said he said that both taylor and abigail came up to him after and like complimented his performance and said it was Mm. like amazing to hear those vocals come from him and like blah 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 so that was our um answer she was just on vacation enjoying life which makes sense (laughs) and the way that he described joe and taylor was just kind of like they're just this normal couple happy nice just kind of like hanging out with our friends, which is, uh, if only we could be invited to those kind of normal <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift activities. You oh, know. no. Yeah. yeah just, we just need to know. go to Turks and Caicos or the Maldives on major if holidays like, and we'll run into them. <laughs> I know. And if we, well, you can have enough money to be at the resort yeah. or the private <laughs> beach that they've rented. Um, yeah. So speaking of the Golden Globes, we, we yes. saw a lot of photos because she was sneaking into the back. And then I think, did Joe walk the red carpet by himself? Did he walk the red carpet? No, he didn't. It was just okay. Taylor and she went solo. And um, what did she was wearing her- a big sunflower dress. Did you like her dress? I liked her dress. Like the look overall wasn't necessarily a favorite. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked the dress. I thought yeah. it was a pretty dress. It was different than a lot of things she's worn in the past. Um, but kind of fits in with some of the bigger dresses she's worn this era, like the Cats premiere and stuff. So mm-hmm. she's having a floral moment, I guess. She is. She she definitely, I think that's something about this lover era. Just there's a lot of like, yeah. daisies and roses and flowers. It's just like she's embracing it. Um, I think she she did definitely look really different, but that's because she took her 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 bangs out of her face because we've seen her with her bangs in her face so mm. much and so it was so interesting to yeah. see like I kind of was reminiscent of like country Taylor you know without the bangs yeah. and we've seen her so we've seen her at different events and music videos without her bangs too but it was just like this classic look and I yeah I was like oh baby Taylor just kind of remind me of that <laughs> um but we saw yeah. some really cute photos of her and Joe just sitting around the table like talking to each yes. other look look like they're gossiping look like they're like chit-chatting she kind of has her elbow on his shoulder like it was just it seemed just very natural yeah yeah because yeah, like they've obviously been to events together but none that have been like televised for us mm-hmm. plebs so mm-hmm. we finally got to see them just interact and that was 
that was fun little camera cuts to them and yeah it was nothing like mind-blowing but that just speaks to how like normal and effortless their relationship is yeah and like as we've seen photos of them together like walking in and out of events um on a hike from a paparazzi and this was the first one it's like yes look at us see us we're comfortable yeah. with this. So it was so cool. Yeah. I know I had like people talking and people were just really excited to see that. They're they're thirsty for it. They just want more of <laughs> yeah. Taylor and Joe. We all do. I know. And I hate like overanalyzing stuff like this, but you know, I couldn't help it because I think back to like she was only really ever public with like Calvin Harris. Like they were very loud and proud at events mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and there was always something so like showy about it like they were Forced. constantly like having to touch yeah I don't know if it and just matching securities at the time yeah yeah and this is just like you know a three-year relationship where at that point you're just kind of like it's the sh- not that the like magic is gone but it's just like oh yeah this is my boyfriend it's not like I need to keep touching him every five seconds you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's nice like, to see you just to you know, it. totally comfortable and at home yeah exactly yeah. I love Taylor it was so fun. So last week, we got the Golden Globes. Thank you, Taylor. This <laughs> week, we have more information about the Miss Americana release date. Yes. I'm excited. It's, it's going – they said that – well, of course, the week that our podcast drops, so I think today, the day you're listening mm, to it, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I think that's when it premieres at Sundance. Is it the 21st? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. But it's it's this week Something sometime. around there. Yeah. yeah. And then on the 31st – is when it's going to be out on Netflix and in select theaters, which I kind of like because Taylor once said that um, someone's like, what are your favorite numbers? And of course, 13, duh. But she also Mm -hmm. said 31 and they asked why. And she said, because it's the reverse of 13. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. In Taylor Swift fashion. Yes. I'm glad it's coming out like so soon because usually Netflix waits like a couple months before releasing or at least a couple weeks. And so it's nice that it's like, no, we'll give the people what they want. And it's just like, here you go. Well, we know that like some Swifties are going to probably go fly to Park City, Utah, and they're going to be at the premiere. And I just don't want a lot of spoilers. We know it's going to be like, she's going to be embracing her like political voice. We, We have those easter eggs partially right. because of miss americana you right. know, that's, <laughs> she's been very vocal about how that is a um you know a political statement and she wrote right. miss americana right after the midterm elections so that like we know that that's going to be that but i kind of want to experience it i don't kind of like the tour last year I want to mm-hmm. not know anything about it and go and just really take it in and be able to like yeah you know get my first impressions without it being oh yeah yeah so I'm gonna avoid <laughs> I'm gonna avoid um a lot of social media but yeah one thing is that you know the timeline is some people think that it was like they started filming like behind the scenes of the rep era because of the mm-hmm. poster for the documentary artwork she's in that black um sweatshirt that zips up to her, her mid neck and then that if you look at her Instagram account around 2018, she was in Australia for the rep tour and she's by those big humongous trees and she's wearing that like zipped up um, sweatshirt mm. kind of like that, which that post was right after her first big political statement. And I think it was about endorsing the Tennessee candidate. Oh, yeah. And one thing yes. that kind of like 
makes me kind of think of maybe it all just kind of fits together too is um during this period like you know she was never on social media um she like refused yeah. any press interviews any appearances uh and i was wondering if you know partially it's because she's been recording she's been doing all of this uh, documentary work so it was just if she went to go do interviews it really interfere and maybe even like leak that she had these cameras following her around all the time but i'm really excited excited. yeah like i I know know that like we might not get a lot of you know pre-tailor that because of the big machine i don't know if they've i like we're gonna find out i don't know if they (laughs) scooter and all of them you know broke bread and now it all worked out yeah yeah it all worked out i'm excited i think that we should watch it together yeah i mean okay i doubt it'll have a theater release in houston which is too bad but we'll have to watch the largest city (laughs) i know (sighs) yeah so rude but it'll be a lot of fun i'm very excited to see what it's like to see what timeline it encompasses and to see how people react to it which is always nerve-wracking when taylor does anything because especially with her having a political voice some people are like oh too little too late like what are Mm -hmm. you you're not a good ally like all this sort of drama so it'll be interesting to see if this sways public opinion in any way so i I mean mean, it'll be good i may be jumping the gun and this may be an easter egg for some people for our, our episode but I'm wondering how much Todrick's going to be in this documentary. <laughs> yes. Very interesting. We'll have to revisit that later, I think. <laughs> but um, we'll revisit that later. But one thing that all Swifties can visit now is the iHeart Radio Awards voting. Um, you know, yeah. Taylor's nominated for Female Artist of the Year, Best Lyrics for You Need to Calm Down, which is a socially voted category, as is Best Fan Army, Best Music Video for Me. Um, okay. Side note on that. <laughs> I, right? Me is the fourth most streamed song on Spotify. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> I guess she's only done... Oh, no. She has three music videos this era, right? It's weird that mm-hmm. that one's the nominated one. Um, yeah. No. I mean, me is listened to. I, I don't know who's still streaming it, but, you know, I'm happy for them. <laughs> I know. I So I kind of think that Lover should be best music video. Yeah. Maybe if they came out too late. I don't know the timeline for iHeartRadio Awards. I don't know. But best remix, um, Lover with Sean... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. And then we have the favorite music video choreography. It's a new category for me. <laughs> and um you can vote for all of those outside of uh, female artists of the year. You can go to like our iheartradiomusicawards.com. You can tweet about it, go to their Instagram page. Y'all know how to do it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um but isn't it so weird to think that like I think it was March or last year, that's when Taylor Swift kind of debuted the like lover look. She came out with that mm. shimmery one piece with those heels with the butterfly. Yeah, really like I, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, Taylor has been quiet, but she's definitely like things are moving. You know, like mm-hmm. this isn't. She's not sleeping can on the era. I don't think. We can, yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. Feel it. She has things planned for us, which is very yes. exciting. Very. Yes. So, and um, before I jump into Cornelia Street, I did want to get your thoughts on Rare by Selena oh. Gomez. This is Swift-ish. Oh, yes. So this is the ish <laughs> part of Swift-ish. What yeah, are your thoughts on friends. Rare? 
Yeah. Um, I like it. I love a Selena Gomez moment. Um, mm-hmm. I I really love Dance Again. And okay. also Ring has grown on oh, me. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are your favorites? I like Rare. I really mm. love that she kicked off the album with that with rare. You know, yeah. like why can't you see that I'm so rare? And it, yeah. it gives you an insight to like her inner struggles with Justin Bieber. But Ring, oh my gosh. <laughs> love it so much. Yes. I cannot get enough of it. I would just I, I listen to that song over and over again. She the, the what do you think voice. of her Oh, sorry. Yeah. What do you think of her buying all her albums to try and get that number one? I mean, did you hear about this? I think I saw she went to Target and bought a bunch of albums. Yeah, she and she admitted on like, well, she she on her story was like, yeah, we're going to all the Targets, all the Walmarts. I'm buying all my albums because I just really want that. Number one, maybe that's desperate. But this album is just, you know, wink, nod, rare, Um, which Um, is funny because Justin Bieber was begging for his number one yummy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of Selena Gomez fans were like I can't believe you're doing this it's so thirsty so desperate like if a woman mm-hmm. did this they'd be ripped apart and now that Selena's sort of done something similar it's just like all quiet on the western front and um so I just <laughs> part of me thinks that maybe do you think she did that as like a a clap back to Justin. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think she would love to go number one, but oh yeah, I, I just think it's funny. I mean, at least at least she's out there <laughs> doing something about it. Justin's like, I'm not gonna go on tour unless Yummy's number one. So <laughs> hey, she's out there. She's she's, right. she's working. She's not sitting she's back putting her, for her fans. money where her mouth is. Yeah, yeah. She's not waiting for her fans to buy her album. She's gonna go make herself number one yeah. by buying. Was she buying every single? CD in... She said, yeah. Ugh. That's what so she that's, said. I, I, I don't, don't know. Like <laughs> so I don't like that because yeah. what if I went to Target that she went to and there were no more CDs? I mean, I I that's don't buy true. CDs as much unless it's Taylor. <laughs> but what if I wanted the CD? Yeah. And it's Good gone. Point. Like, yeah. Selena, you were selfish. I want... Ugh, <laughs> no. No. Um, I, you know, I think I don't... I, don't, I think it's a bit desperate but i also think about it what she probably bought 50 like in the grand scheme of things what are 50 cds going to really do to like number one status so yeah yeah, whatever what do you think we'll see i guess um yeah i mean i think that i think every artist does that sort of you know promotion in their own way Uh whether it's taylor doing bundles or um flash Mm -hmm. sales or whatever or if it's someone being more direct and being like here's how to stream on a vpn like you better get me that number one single type thing there's Mm -hmm. different ways to do it but everyone's out there to out there to sell and to get that top spot so and i i I really like her album did it get to the top spot do we know yet no, we don't know yet. I think okay. maybe when I this mean, episode comes out, then it'll be well, no. um, okay. revealed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've listened to the whole album, and it's something that like I've just been kind of listening to over and over again because I love I love Dance Again, I love Rare, I love Ring. Um, it's just a lot of it. I just kind of like, oh yeah, like it's a lot. Someone yeah. told me that they didn't really it didn't fall well for them. There's a few hits, but I think it just 
cohesively it sounds really good together and there's also just a lot of drama that people are going to be like really lured into <laughs> yeah it's like oh for sure. okay like it's <laughs> it's kind of like what you what people originally wanted from a taylor swift album like a few years ago like that right the, the juice and the details and we've seen yeah. her life you know on display for so long and so she, it's nice to see the the journey that she's kind of gone through you can see it in this album where she goes to heartbreak to being like hey i'm gonna play you now so yeah it's great yeah no it's exciting and then just a small thought maniac have you listened to it by halsey no i haven't i should i mean i like a lot of halsey but i just yeah i didn't know that came out (laughs) yeah so it came out i really like 3 a.m um and i thought i would love the first song called ashley because it's oh, Ashley. Yes. I, I I was I wasn't a big fan of that song, but um, <laughs> she a lot of her vocals in this album, she could be an excellent like if you like tweaked the the sound of it and the music and the background. Like I could definitely see some of this being like a country song. Um, mm, I think it's yeah. like there's one song well, she did release me, a country song, right? Oh, she did. I don't know. And she, she like honored all these because I saw the music video that was um, okay. honoring all these country song music videos. Okay. So it was like country adjacent and it's like the breakup track. I don't remember what it's called, but okay. um, I'll have to Google but that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, one song, one song <laughs> I, I really kind of that. like, I really liked and I think you'll like it too if you listen to it is You Should Be Sad. Um, it's, it's great and it kind of like, it kind of had that like country twang to me but it was also pop so it wasn't really if you listen to it you're not going to be like this screams country but a little bit of it I'm like yeah I can see it if you like changed up the music it being sent to country radio stations but it has graveyard in it which everyone loved and without me so it's like it's great and Alanis Morissette is in it on track 11 and my first CD that I've ever had was um, an Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill which Mm, yeah I just died over so yeah wait but i just looked it up and you're on the right wavelength because you should be sad is the um country music video oh halsey experience so you got it girl oh my goodness (laughs) i know my country yeah Um, (laughs) awesome (laughs) you scared me at first you're like wait i looked it up and i'm like no it's like what what's you're right Yeah. yeah 10 points to Ashley. Um, no, I'll have to give it a listen. I uh, yeah. This whole week, I've just been playing Cornelia Street on repeat to really like yeah. get in the headspace. See, and that's smart. I, I, <laughs> I will tell you before we get to Cornelia Street is that um, I don't think that Holly really like played as well as Rare did for me, but I love it. But oh, since yeah. you've been Cornelia Street 24-7, I think we kind of need to get into it. I've dragged it on long I enough. Know. Let's go. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, this is right at number nine. It's dead straight mm. in the middle of the Lover album. Mm. Um, and I mean, this is one of the three solo written tracks on Lover, along with Daylight and Lover. And it was touted. It's like the longest song on the album. So people were very excited about this being like a ballad or... Um, a big Taylor Swift moment. And I think the song was fairly well received by fans. Some people were kind of disappointed or thought it would be more emotional or if they thought that they just missed the mark, but we'll get into that. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is almost five minutes long and um, it 
obviously hasn't been a single. I don't think it ever will be, but it peaked at number 57 on Billboard the week it was released, which isn't bad for a song with no No. promotion. Yeah, exactly. And what's so funny is when they, sorry, excuse me, when the track list was revealed, all the Swifties, they saw Cornelia Street. So of course they like (laughs) deep dive into it and they're like, where it is? Like, and it was so easy to find because number one, Cornelia Street in New York is only like a short, small. It's like one block. Yeah, long. it's That's like how a block. It is. <laughs> it's a block, and um, they found out that you know she rented the West Village townhouse. Uh, it's twenty three Cornelia Street, and she rented it between two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen because her dry Tribeca apartment was being renovated. Mm-hmm. And what's a funny little backstory to this is the owner didn't even know who Taylor was. Yeah, I was like, where are you living? Like, are you just in a rock, or are you in that fortress of a house, not really like doing anything? Um, but he he was like, I'm afraid to tell you this, but I will say I really didn't know her. I'm not a pop culture guy, and even and I even said to someone, I'm meeting a person named Taylor Swift who wants to rent my home. Now, mind you, I knew her songs <laughs> because I I had them on my running playlist. I just didn't match the name to the song. I know it's silly. <laughs> I'm amazing like, I, I, cannot how relate rich, how rich are you that you're just like not in the mainstream world like he sold it for like millions and millions, <laughs> and millions of dollars and he's like this big guru guy but yeah. I, to me like my parents know who taylor swift is but that's probably because of me but like <laughs> everyone i know yeah. know who taylor swift is but some of the perks because <laughs> um, you can google it because he sold it in 2017 so all of the the pictures of the house we're all on, which all you know, just satisfied or Swifty. They're all online, uh, detective. Yeah. yeah, they're online. Um, but so it's an indoor pool. But one thing that really I think drove her to it was the security. You know, the, there's a garage mm-hmm. like right off of it that you can just drive into. You know, she can have driving with that black SUV. Can't really see who's in it, and there mm-hmm. are hardly any windows in the front. Most of the windows on like the yeah. back back side. So that's good, and it fits in perfectly. Oh yeah, into it the looked dreamy. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so Tintin would recommend if you get the chance to mm-hmm. rent a million dollar yeah. apartment in New York. Yeah, um, it was like thirty four thousand dollars a month to rent. <laughs> oh, oh, Easy, oh. yeah. It was just a chill. The timeline oh. fits really perfect into the song because 2016, 2017. That's right, like when Taylor started dating Joe. Yes. So it's it's good. Yeah, I mean, we have like Cruel Summer, which talks Mm -hmm. about the same sort of time period as well. This is just kind of a different perspective on it. Um, And she hasn't talked a ton about this song just because it wasn't part of the um, secret sessions that she made public. But at the City of Lover concert, when she introduced it, she was like um, talking about how this song, like a lot of songs are about nostalgia and memories and how she thinks of songs as photographs that she can go back and remember exactly what it was like to experience it. And that this is definitely one of those nostalgia songs. She also let it slip that she Mm -hmm. wrote this song while in the bathtub. So (laughs) a fun fact, if you need it, but yeah. Oh my word, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I always take it like one level. Yeah. Yeah, who it seems like that'd be an awkward situation all around to write a song while in the bathtub with said lover, but who knows? You know, who are we to judge there? Judge, relationships. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's sort of how she's talked about this song in Mm -hmm. various interviews since is just like 
about the memories that took place on that street, all the nostalgia. Um, she said, Cornelia Street is probably the one that hits my heart the most. Mm. And on the Elvis Duran show, she said, I wrote it alone and it ended up being one of my favorite songs. Mm. So near and dear to her heart. Um, and I think most people liked it. I, it, it either wasn't talked about in a lot of these like album reviews, which means it was middle of the pack, or people were like, like Vogue said, it hits like The Last Kiss or All Too Well, where it has the same feeling of reflection and storytelling. And Time said she cuts her teeth on storytelling and the background shines on Cornelia Street, which punch, packs a punch of relatability, where some places just become too drenched in difficult memories to handle our traffic after heartbreak. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, people were sort of into it, sort of not, sort of just forgot about it. But what were your first impressions of this song? I I really liked it because it's all about reminiscing, like, you know, about your love and kind of just thinking of like, oh, like if something happened between him and I, I, you know, everyone says it's like, oh, you know, if this happened between us, I could never go to this place again. I can never, this place is is tainted. And just the reception of it everyone can it's so relatable but I also Mm -hmm. I don't think I wouldn't liken it to last kiss or all too well Mm. um I think only because like last kiss and all too well is like that heartbreak I'm going to cry it's a ballad but it's not like I wouldn't I wouldn't really put it side beside beside last kiss and all too well it's so yeah I think it just has that like storytelling aspect where it's very like all too well it's giving you like chapter by chapter yeah tangible experiences that happened in a relationship whereas this one just didn't happen to end so Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's where they were coming from okay but yeah I mean how has this um did it rank high on your original ranking has it risen or Um, fallen since then I think it probably is where it used to where it's always been i like Mm -hmm. it i won't skip it but it's not the song that i will like play over and over again like paper rings or like i forgot that you existed i like it though like definitely give it an eight out of a ten just because it's not one of those songs i go over and over again i know there are cornelia street stands i myself (laughs) went to cornelia street when i was there for my birthday so you know it's not like you know it holds a special place in my heart where does it rank for you especially since you've been listening to it this whole past week (laughs) yeah i mean i used to when the album first came out i was very excited about this song like when Mm -hmm. the track list was revealed um when I first listened to it, I was sort of like disappointed, I guess, because I had expected more maybe. Mm. Um, you know, it was a long song. It was solo written. I was like ready to feel things. But mm. it sort of just like melted in behind like songs like Paper Rings or mm-hmm. um, uh, the Death by a Thousand Cuts. But ever like in the last few months or whatever as things have settled down it's definitely one I go back to more like I've been more in a ballad moment I guess where I like Mm -hmm. the slower songs on um lovers so I like this is in my you know I have the cd in my car which I usually listen to when I don't have like my um iphone plug-in and so it's either this or lover or afterglow and i'm just cycling through them so i've it's definitely become a bigger favorite for me yeah do you think like maybe you didn't like through the excitement of release week and like the release uh, because you said you're you had such high hopes for it and you had such excitement for it do you think that just kind of set it up to fail 
Yeah, I think I just, it wasn't what I expected. So I was just like, oh, okay. well, moving on, you know? Okay. okay. <laughs> but ever since but then, I've grown an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like listening to it's always like, it's not something I'm ever going to be like, oh, like skip through this yeah. song. You right. want to listen to it. You you appreciate it. You feel that the emotion that she's feeling at that time, it, it takes you to that place where she is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. Um, are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Boom, boom, okay. Boom. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm reading this week. You are. Um, <clears throat> so the first verse, um, I'll just read the whole thing. We were in the back seat, drunk on something stronger than the drinks in the bar. I rent a place on Cornelia Street, I say casually, in the car. We were a fresh page on the desk, filling in the blanks as we go, as if the streetlights pointed in an arrowhead leading us home. So, like, yeah, it's a pretty um, immediate image. It's a it's mm-hmm. a whole scene she's set up here where it sort of, like, picks up right after Delicate where they meet up in the bar and then she's like, hey, want to come home with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says it much more classily, though, with a sly, I rent a place, so. Yeah, like, it kind of, like, she pu- puts little moments of her relationship in there because we know, like, she does embellish on certain topics, but it's, like, the first time that she actually, like, to come home with her i'm mm-hmm. assuming i don't know if they've ever it's just it's like the <laughs> intimate like you're like yeah like should i sh- how do i go about this like yeah it's on cornelia street like yeah yeah totally casual like hey it's kind of, yeah it's casual but you're also kind of being a little bit like um vulnerable oh you definitely. know it's like it's it's that that the beginning of the relationship of like okay what am i doing i'm gonna do it you're taking that risk which yeah I, probably wasn't much of a risk for Taylor. I don't know. I I mean, I also love this image she uses of we were a fresh page Mm -hmm. on the desk filling in the blanks as we go. I mean, it's especially potent when Taylor talks about writing because that's something that has been criticized of her because she's like, oh, watch out. She'll write a song about you. Like she just goes (laughs) to these men to write songs. And here she's like, she's whether intentionally or not highlighting that there's this tendency to view relationships as like a storybook, like it's a chapter in her life. And, and she's like, here's this blank space and I'll write your name, you know? Mm, I love that. That's exactly what she's doing, (laughs) but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want any other blank spaces after this. Oh, I like that. Yeah, exactly. It's the more real and she like less um, catty blank space. Yeah, and she also puts like leading us home. That's a very like yes. interesting this thing to say about a guy you're taking home for the taking to your house for the for like the first time. Um, yeah, and like she's kind of talking about how the like sh- the streetlights. She talks to like, and I know in Death by a Thousand Cuts isn't related to this, but you know she talk like she's taking all these signs of like things that are going to mm-hmm. come by the streetlights, the traffic lights. Um, it was just like like you're going home with him like this is this is it like yeah it's kind of like yeah what's to come yeah and it's like such a nice image because you can kind of picture it right like you're excited about this guy like you have those butterflies that like energy Mm -hmm. of wanting to get home quickly and then it's like Mm -hmm. all the stars align and you're like boom green light green light green light like this is this is a sign like this is a good thing like yes let's do the thing (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Can be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's just such a nice um, 
way to set the scene and show that vulnerable side of the relationship because she's sung about this relationship and the beginning stages in a lot of songs. I mean, even in Gorgeous, she like has this crush that she doesn't do anything about. And then in Cruel Summer, you have like that angsty side of this where it's like, oh, this will never work. I just know it. But like, let's go along with this. And here she's like, yeah, we're winging it. But like, I'm really excited about how this blank page is like filling up. Like I want our story to like run its course, however it's meant to be. Which is, um, which is great because it's at the, like, sh- it's just, just fresh off of like Tom and Calvin, like two yeah. relationships that just kind of like burned down in flames. And so I'm so happy that like, she didn't let that really tarnish you know, the way she went into this relationship. She did have her doubts. Like, we'll, we'll read through it. There were times where she was like, whoa, like, what's going on? But it didn't, <laughs> like, she was still open to, to love. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't jaded, which is yeah. so hard, especially in her situation. Yeah. And so then you get the um, pre-chorus, I guess. I hope I never lose you. Hope it never ends. I'd never walk Cornelia Street again. That's the kind of heartbreak time could never mend. I'd never walk Cornelia Street again. And I like this because I think, you know, looking back through her discography, like a lot of songs are from the perspective of it being over. It's like a flash in the pan sort of relationship, like even All Too Well or Dear John. It's like these things that didn't last long, but left a huge impact. And Mm -hmm. here it's like there's definitely this perspective of being in something and having it go so well for so long that you're just like waiting for the ball to drop. And yet she's just praying that like, this is real in this last. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice different perspective for her. And it's, it's more like, mature. Uh, yeah. And she does something interesting in the production of the song where the verse, the first verse is very like slow and sort of like this soft thrumming. And then there's a sudden quiet at the beginning of this pre-chorus where it's like you take a breath. Like it's almost like that feeling before you hit the drop in a roller coaster, like it all just like quiets. And she just admits this fear. That's like, I hope I never lose you. Mm -hmm. And then as it goes into the chorus, it finds its energy again where she's like, well, I'm not going to get caught up in that. Like, let's just, let's just do this. Like, let's just, you know, put on my best dress, spinning through the city. Like I'm, I'm happy and alive. And even though I'm nervous, I'm still like energized. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the chorus is, and baby, I get mystified by how the city screams your name and baby, I'm so terrified of if you ever walk away, I'd never walk Cornelia street again. You know, one thing that kind of mystifies me is that, um, yeah, She's dated so many guys publicly and she's dated so many people out in the open and she's been spotted in New York with all of these people. So you kind of would think like, oh, I have all these memories with all these other guys in New York. Like, but this one guy from London who no one really even knows that she's dating at this time, that's that's who, you know, the city screams his name. It's, it's just kind of like amazing on how the perspective of her relationships or like just changes in her mind like you can see how seriously she's taking this and it doesn't necessarily like have to be out in the public like yes people are going to remember her walking the streets with jake gyllenhaal but like one thing that's always going to be in her heart in new york is joe yeah i know it's also funny because cornelia street is only like a block long but Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it like, would be ruined for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I think it's definitely more about it's not necessarily the literal place so much as mm-hmm. just this feeling of like home and and having yeah. that yeah. space to be free where mm-hmm. no one knew where she was. And 
she could be wrapped up in just them. Um, And so then she goes into the second verse. Windows swung right open, autumn air, jacket round my shoulders, yours. We bless the rains on Cornelia Street, memorize the creeks in the floor. Back when we were card sharks playing games, I thought you were leading me on. I packed my bags, left Cornelia Street before you even knew I was gone. Again, just like a very intimate, like detailed moment in their lives. Mm -hmm. I think she does such a good job of that. She really does. Um, so I read someone, they wrote somewhere that like we bless the, the rains on Cornelia Street and someone yeah. like wrote that like maybe one reason for the blessing is because, you know, because if you go, I, I was walking down Cornelia Street and there's two very busy streets on the side. Like it's, it's one block like we we're talking about, but it's in a busy area. It's not like she was like on the outskirts of New York. Um, but, uh, you know, when it rains, you know, it tends to stop people from really like tracing, like trapping yeah. around New York. So it was just kind of like they were, she was blessing the, the, the moments that they were able to just like be themselves and not have to really worry about, you know, being hidden from everybody else. And yeah. then the other line, like memorize the creeks in the floor, like they were so blessed that they were able to get to know each other in this new relationship outside of the public eye because, you know, like memorizing creeks on the floor are kind of like reminiscent of when you're young and you're trying to sneak out and like you knew where all the creeks were or you didn't want to get caught. Mm. Like it was like this, you know, like mm. this exciting moment. So it just really kind of like takes you to that moment of their life. Yeah, I think it does such a good job of like highlighting how insular their world is. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one knew they were dating. They just like had this little bubble in a five bedroom apartment on a single block street where it's just like they're cozy. They have the windows open. They're just sitting on the floor like she's wearing his jacket. Like it's it's mm. it's a cute picture of what that experience was like for her versus like all these hugely public relationship she's had in the past or it's constantly in the eyes of everyone else here it's just yeah like how of course this made an impact on her because it's just so different than anything she's ever had before mm-hmm. and I also just love this um this line about playing games because like we know from other songs like Cruel Summer especially that they were dancing around like each other in the relationship first like no one knew where they stood and it was all you know quote-unquote delicate maybe and um and so Mm -hmm. it's it's another perspective on that relationship where she's like oh yeah we were card sharks we're playing these games we're keeping our cards close to our neck like we're not we're not revealing our hands yet but then she's like she's just like you know what I I've been through this I've played games with all my relationships I don't know what I can trust so she just leaves and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's a very Taylor moment, right? Like very dramatic, let's say, to pack her bags and abandon this man who is supposedly still in the apartment or close to the apartment. And he's just like, wait, where did you go? <laughs> I know. Well, I, it kind of reminds me of like, stay, stay, stay. You know, like, yeah. I wish he would just stay. And like, she got that. Like, she has this guy who's going to like... Yeah. You know, when she's like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm, you know, she's, you know, feels like it's the end of the end. And he's like, what are you talking about? Here I am. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then you go into um, this, uh, I guess, pre-chorus again, where he's like, but then you called, showed your hand. I turned around before I hit the tunnel, sat on the roof, you and I. And it's such a powerful moment in the song, just uh, production wise, because it all like sort of it's a slow song and then it just like builds in this moment and um 
again, like this, just this image of like the playing games, the, uh, the cards, he's like, she was so grateful that he showed his hand and was like, no, Mm -hmm. like, come back. Like, this is real. We're going to do this. Like, please, like, this is our home. And so then they just sit on the roof together. I know. Like, kind of like, she was like, and so kind of put you in the spot, like New York City, too. Like, she was gone. She she left. She was, like, almost at the tunnel, getting her out, herself outside of New York. And then he's just like, here I am. Like, I, and I, yeah. I wish I would know more <laughs> about this situation. Like, it's probably not so literal. Like, he prob- she probably just didn't leave him alone in right. Cornelia Street. So it's just... It's, <laughs> he, like, gets home. He's like, uh, Taylor? Oh, where'd like, you I'm go? You? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. where'd you go? So it kind of, like, puts you in that yeah. moment. Like, she wasn't, like, leaving New York City. But, you know, New York has a big tunnel that, like, leads you out. But she was, like, leaving the relationship. She was like, okay, I'm gone. Like, I'm almost out of the city. Yeah. I'm out of this little, like, sacred, cozy bubble that we've created. Yes. And I'm just grateful it didn't pop. Oh. yeah <laughs> yeah and then um she goes into the chorus again I hope I never lose you hope it never ends I'd never walk Cornelia Street again um mm-hmm. and baby I get mystified by how the city screams your name and baby I'm so terrified if you'd ever walk away I'd never walk Cornelia Street again which is like like yes I think some people's criticism of this song is it's sort of simple and it's I guess, repetitive in a way where it's just all about this Cornelia Street. But I think it's like, I think that's why I ended up liking it because it's sort of a slow burn where you're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that is so <laughs> sad. Like, imagine if something this if dear and near to her heart like ended and it was just, it ruined not only a place, but like the memory of having that like room to just be themselves and to just have this little home away from everything so i'm pro cornelia street but then it goes into the bridge um (laughs) you hold my hand on the street walk me back to the apartment years ago we were just inside barefoot in the kitchen sacred new beginnings that became my religion listen um and i don't remember where this ranked on our lover bridge experience i feel like it was fairly like high ish um which mm-hmm. I appreciate because I think it's a very simple, again, but very powerful image because from the perspective, she's saying like the first part of the song, she's singing from this like, you know, first days of the relationship, first experience. But then suddenly you fast forward to years forward because she's saying years ago and it's like they're holding hands still. They have this place they can revisit as like, oh, remember when? And mm-hmm. the, she gets to feel that nostalgia while singing about the nostalgia for the relationship still. And she's just admitting like that new beginning, that that quiet moment, those months we had to sort this all out without anyone else knowing us was sacred. Like it became her religion. It was what she believed in more than anything else. And I think um, it shows like that's what was important to her. That was when her whole mindset changed like and you can trace that through her career too because like that 2017 year she was just off the grid she was quiet she was regrouping Mm -hmm. you have her poems from the reputation era that show like how mentally she had to have this cleansing period and and the fact that she has used like this religious um spiritual sort of images again about this rebirth and it all comes back to this apartment on cornelia street i just think it's a very romantic image to have in the bridge yeah I, I really like it one thing that kind of like 
she wrote in her diaries was she talks about and this was I think this was after they were outside of Cornelia Street but it really Mm -hmm. pulls you into even that mindset that she was in during the beginning of the relationship she says now I'm essentially based in London hiding out to protect us from the nasty world that just wants to ruin things we've been together and no one has found out for three months now I want to stay that way because I don't want anything about this to change oh three years later it's so sad and so sweet I know. I know. yes and i think it's just like i love how the bridge sort of goes um this became my religion listen and then the whole music just kind of goes instantly quiet and she just like whispers sings like i hope i never lose you and it's just like a girlfriend you didn't have to <laughs> slap that hard like it just is so tender i don't Rips know it just really out. hits a different way yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we all talk about how much we love a taylor swift breakup ballad like how powerful the dear johns and the all too wells are and that's definitely true but it's like this is just hitting differently because it's a different experience for taylor and i think she does such a good job of evoking that same sort of you know the thing that's powerful about taylor is that she can evoke these different emotions and here it's Mm -hmm. like that emotion of being very happy and being very secure but also just thinking like in this vulnerable moment like what if i lost all this like this is so important to me yeah so one thing that i kind of i was looking at you know everyone's seen Cornelia Street, the photos of the actual um, apartment. And I kind of was thinking that like, it was a perfect representation of her relationship with Joe. Cause when you look at from the street, it's the house is like kind of a fortress, you know, you have those, this big massive garage with two, like two doors, they're wooden and you have these three tiny windows on the front. So you can't see anything. And it's just, just blocked off from the outside world. Like even if prop paparazzi were, were around, like you just, don't see it but it's also Mm -hmm. so you don't expect that taylor's gonna be there like it's just her own little spot in the city but then when you get inside you know there's these massive windows where you just like Mm -hmm. so much there's not a lot to hide and so it's kind of like her relationship like it was blocked off from the world but once you're in there's not a lot you can't hide anywhere and it's just the beginning of it all you know and she's so used to those to the games and the breaking up and having relationships and that She's finally like, I'm going to block off the world and I'm going to have that in for a while so that we can have this world where we're just getting to know each other and we're opening the windows and we're not afraid of it ending. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she also does something interesting in the bridge, which I don't know if it's intentional or not, but people Mm -hmm. realized very quickly that um, the line and the melody of Barefoot in the Kitchen, Sacred New Beginnings that became our religion mm-hmm. is almost identical to the chorus in Invisible where she sings, you just see right through me, but if you only knew me, we could be a beautiful miracle. Mm-hmm. And I just think if it was intentional, like power to her, and even if it's not, like I just think it highlights this like idea that she's come full circle and she's found this miracle which you know coincidentally is another religious image where she's found someone who does see her and who's carved out this home for her and it's like now instead of worried about these men who aren't paying attention to her who's pining for love that never will be she has this easy soft cozy new thing that like has lasted and she's like finally seen by someone Taylor I love it oh I know and so then the song sort of like 
spins out in this frenetic, like twirling, energetic, carefree melody where she sings again and again, like, I don't want to lose you. Hope it never ends. I'd never want Cornelia Street again. And then it ends full circle with her saying, I rent a place on Cornelia Street. I say casually in the car. But the best part is that, and this just speaks to Taylor's love of detail, is at the very end of the song, you hear the actual sound of a car door unlocking and opening, which is just like perfect. It's just like the sweetest little detail. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's their home and they're ready for their like lives to start together. Mm-hmm. Like they, he came back with her and look at all the years that have come from that one choice. Oh, so cute. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for for everything for yeah. oh, this whole. Like, it was, I think it was like placed perfectly within the album too, because it was like track nine right in the middle. It just kind of like yeah. set you up. Yeah, and track nines are pretty. Um, I don't know why people are drawing these, but you have like the track five theory and whatever. But track nine mm-hmm. has historically had some pretty good songs. You have like should have said no from Taylor Swift's debut, You're Not Sorry from Fearless, Enchanted from Speak Now, Stay, Stay, Stay from Red, Wildest Dreams on 1989, and Getaway Car on Reputation. So very emotional, like powerful, memorable moments. And so I feel like Cornelia Street fits right in there. And like, if you think of... um like getaway car you have the you know of course that she loves vehicles and you know they take you like she just takes you to that that location but also wildest dreams at in the music video you see her at the very end leaving in that car and then here in cornelia street it all begins you know in the, mm. the back seat of that that car they're like going to the beginning of like the relationship that will hopefully never end yeah so Mm -hmm. cute so it's a good song I think everyone should revisit it give it another chance or two because I think she just does a very mature thing with it which might feel sort of off-brand for Taylor when you're expecting these you know heart-wrenching moments of sadness Mm -hmm. but she flexes a new more mature muscle in this song I think yeah my hat's off to Taylor I love the song yeah (laughs) it's perfect yeah and I think she is such a mature artist. Um, sometimes Swifties are very swift to attack her, and it, our maturity <laughs> doesn't really show. If you know, oh. if you catch my drift, <laughs> if you yeah, do, I think are we heading into tea I time? Think, I think it's time. I think we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> with this the uh, with the sipping on this Taja tea. <laughs> Yes. This is kind of old news, I guess, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And I think it's interesting, especially as we coming as we're coming up on her Miss Americana um uh premiere and just kind of focusing on how she's become this ally for the LGBT community and politics and all this. Um but Todrick was mm. interviewed and was asked about um Taylor Swift, of course. And in at some point in the interview, he was like, oh, yeah, I helped her realize that using her voice is a humongous instrument that is able to change the minds of those who may have never looked at gay people as actual people. I can't help but take a little bit of ownership that I helped her realize how powerful it would be for her to make a statement like that. And almost instantly, I don't know if you were like online during this, but I wasn't Twitter, especially. Swifties were just like, how dare he take ownership of a woman like blah 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 like no what he was doing oh gosh okay (laughs) like she makes her own choices 
how dare he try and like take her shine, take credit for her. Like she is the person who's grown and he's just trying to like ride her coattails, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then other people were like, come on, like Taylor herself said, like a conversation with Todrick made her re-examine her choice to not speak out. So why are you guys fighting? And then it got so bad that Todrick had to come out with his own apology or explanation um so on twitter he was like i think we should be looking at the bigger picture and understanding the overall message of what someone is trying to say rather than looking for reasons to cancel someone um i don't take ownership over anything that taylor's done i'm just proud of her for speaking up and including the lgbtq community in her music videos and message and i'm glad that our friendship has helped encourage that in any way that's all so what are your thoughts on this i mean is this the first you've heard of it then yes so this first i've heard of it um instagram wasn't really wild with this so i'm kind of spending more of my time like perusing instagram than twitter and i'm kind of shocked because she's not taking ownership he's not taking ownership of like taylor's voice he's like you know he's he opened her eyes a little bit to this era like to, to this like area that she wasn't aware of but also like you think of you need to calm down and he was such she shined the light on him so much she she had that conversation where you know the like what would you do if your if your son was gay if your child was gay and she was like wait you know in that conversation like not only that but probably millions of conversations she's you know she did she's like her eyes have opened i i i think it's very I think Swifties are just jumping like, oh, you know, it's a woman. You can't take credit for her progressiveness. But he, like like I said earlier in this episode, like you've kind of like opened my eyes to like different areas of like things that I haven't really Mm. paid that much attention to, even though I know like, even though it's not something that I, you know, like I think it's very important for all these like these distances that you have taken, not stances, but you know, views you have taken, but I've never really Mm. like voiced them or thought that I needed to. And, you know, I don't know. I don't think yeah, it's a Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I, I think, like, yeah, you can trip up over um, the word choice of ownership, I guess. But yeah. when this happened, it's like, you know what? I don't think it's, like, the place of um, young white Swifties to be, like, how dare this black man, this black gay man say he changed Taylor. Because, like, frankly, she said that he has yeah. helped her. And I don't think it's at all a problem that someone needs a nudge to change their behavior or to be more vocal. And he should be proud that he was able to open the biggest star's Mm -hmm. eyes to being a little more vocal for his community. And I think that, you know, I don't think she would be insulted at all by him saying like, yeah, like that's a huge point of pride. She's probably there like nodding her head. So my one question, and I wasn't huge on like social media or or anything like that, but Lena Dunham has been very open like back in like 2014 about how she's the one. She took credit for Taylor's feminism. Did anyone jump Mm -hmm. down her throat? (laughs) <laughs> about that I mean, that I is a good point yeah. i mean i'm sure some lena detractors were like girlfriend it's not just you please it can't just be you <laughs> yeah yeah but but yeah no i think there's definitely there was weird energy around this and i think it comes from a lot of people not loving todrick um mm. i think some people have feelings about him either way and like the point is like 
he is Taylor's friend. So this isn't like some random guy who had one conversation with her who's like, see, yeah. I changed Taylor's life. No, and like, I'm sure she's someone... helping him too. Like it's friendship. It's yeah. like a give and take. You want friends around you that are going to bring you up and help you change for the better. And I'm sure my friends can be like, oh, exactly. yeah, I've opened Ashley's eyes to A, B, and C. And I'm not going to be like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, yeah. it was all me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So I think, I mean, he gave, she gave him the executive producer credit on you need to calm down. Like she clearly values his perspective and Mm -hmm. his, his involvement in her life. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what's explored in the Miss Americana documentary because I kind of feel like there will be some of this, you know, and then all these teachers will have to sit down. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or at least Taylor admitting like, she can't just be, <laughs> pretend she woke up one day and is like, you know what? Without any outside influence, I'm going to be like an outspoken political ally. Like, yeah. no, like she mm-hmm. obviously had things happen in her life that changed her perspective. Mm-hmm. And that includes mm-hmm. people asking her to yeah. speak better. So, yeah, exactly. Amen. Yeah. That's the tea, people. <laughs> That's the tea. Yes. Yeah. So old news, but it had to be said. Mm-hmm. It had to be said. I agree with you. But I mean, yeah, it'll be exciting to see um, the Miss Americana documentary. We have a lot of fun things coming up the pipeline for us. You Mm -hmm. can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and um, Tumblr and Facebook at Swiftish Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Swiftish Pod 13. We, of course, love hearing from you guys. So feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That helps people like... um, see our podcast yeah. uh think about listening to our podcast the more yeah. the merrier yeah we actually had someone leave a review oh, yeah. saying that the reason why they started they were searching for a taylor swift podcast they saw yes. ours and all the lovely reviews we've had so yes it's great <laughs> but if you have any other general comments questions concerns you can also email us at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com yeah um Anything else? Am I forgetting? I think you hit everything (laughs) right on the nose. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Well, until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, we hope we never lose you. Oh, never. (laughs) Oh, tears.